Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What is up, IDP Army? What is up, fantasy football fanatics? It's your man, Jordan Reigns, at 50 Shades of Drunk. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm joined today by Billy Hombravender. And then all the way over there, my man, Leo, Master IDP, is with us. We've got in a thick show two all caps two c's at the end we had so much free agency nonsense go down defense offense lots of defense some offense offensive line defensive line all kinds of crazy stuff much different sort of vibe i feel like this year in free agency than last year but fellas how you doing what are your thoughts just right out the gates before we jump into this thick ass nfl free agency sandwich there is a lot of movement right now. I'm I'm enjoying it quite a bit. I mean, we had some, you know, like the Russell Wilson thing kind of dominated last year. So like we, but this, this year has been a little bit weirder. So I'm, I'm pretty excited to talk about this. Uh, this is offensive points this week too. So like uh, I have to make sure to shout out anybody who is uh, listening from that show. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that IDP got a lot of love on day one. Uh, the offensive players were pretty quiet. You know, the, not a lot of activities on the wide receivers running backs the day one. So it's nice to see all that activity and love going on the defensive side. We're getting some attention for a change. Really not a lot of offensive moves. I mean, even the guys we're going to talk about, which we're going to go through basically all the fantasy relevant moves. But on this channel, unlike a lot of places, you get both sides. You get offense and defense. So it's not just going to be a quick, you know, bullet point on Jacoby fucking Myers. And we're not just going to cry about DeAndre Swift's declining value. You can go find that everywhere else. Okay, we're going to talk about some other things. So, but, you know, of course, we're going to talk about offense first. Let's just jump into it now. Um, and let's just start with the the quarterbacks, you know. Let's talk about the teams or the players that are supposed to be the most valuable. Some of the headliners here right out of the gate. Um, and, Billy, I kind of want to let you steer us here through the quarterbacks. That's fine. A lot of these guys I can top. I was about to say, I can take it from here. Well, I want to start first with with the big trade from last week. It happened on Friday, so kind of nobody really did a show over the weekend because, you know, of course they have to drop that then. Um, But the Chicago Bears traded the the number one pick to the Panthers. Um, Chicago got back the number nine pick, the number 61 pick, a 2024 first-round pick, and a 2025 second round pick. And I'm before I, I want to get your all's opinion on it because I think Carolina definitely knows who they're going after, but I don't think Chicago got enough guys. I, I really don't. Like if I can just be honest, I, I think Chicago, I don't want to say I, a lot of people have been saying that like they overpaid. Um, I don't think so. I, I think that they could have gotten more. They didn't even get Carolina's best second round pick. Uh, they got their, the one that they got traded from the 49ers. So for the Christian McCaffrey trade. So I honestly don't feel like Carolina really gave up their entire draft for the number one pick in the draft. Yeah. I mean, I, I think they, you know, they got quite a big haul, but I mean, I think if they, you know, I wasn't expecting them to move that far down. I was expecting maybe a, you know, a few, maybe five or six, you know, somewhere outside of the quarterback range um, and maybe move twice instead of, you know, dropping down to nine, 
immediately here, but I I think they still got a pretty good deal. I didn't didn't uh, check any value charts or anything like that, but um, I, I think it seemed pretty like they did okay. Jordan's muted and doesn't know it yet, apparently. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you are watching on YouTube, make sure that you listen to both of our podcast feeds. We're going to try and put all these on every single feed. That's something we're going to work on more because I feel like we're missing some stuff sometimes. And that's on me. So I'm going to fix that, y'all. I don't really have a big thought here except for, you know, this this is the Panthers' fault for not just taking Justin Fields to begin with, you know, a couple years ago. So time is a flat circle. You know, we're right back to where we started in some ways. Um, but, I mean, uh, Carolina's got to do something, right? That's true. Um, and we'll get to – they made a couple other moves later on that we'll get to. Um, but I think it's cool that they got the number one pick. Um, just a smidge deep dive. DJ Moore was involved in the trade to Chicago. Just quick glance, what are your instant reactions for his fantasy value does this boost him does it stay the same what what do you guys think i'll go first i don't think it does much you know if anything it hurts him you know he's had he's been the main guy as long as he's been wherever he's been in the nfl um there was a time three four years ago when he was a consensus top 12 dynasty wide receiver uh that has just essentially stopped being a thing dj moore the player hasn't changed at all it's actually crazy not this year, but two years ago, last year, the year he kind of fell off. He had like the most yards per reception he's ever had in his career. He kind of showed he could be a little bit more dynamic and his value still went down. So I think that means that people, whether they want to say it or not, we've seen the best DJ Moore that we're going to see for fantasy. And I and, and that's just kind of, it is what it is. He's not bad. He's not great. That's my thought process. Um, and the move, if anything, it, it does, it does. I don't see how it can help. So that's my take. What you, Leo? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's 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 not not much of a change up or down. I think uh, you know he's had a, he's had some games where he did get lots of targets. I don't know that he's going to have you know ten, twelve targets every game like he's had where they force fed him when you know he was the number one. Um, I think now you know Justin Fields is the number one in the sense that you know he's going to get the ball a lot and um, you know try to run a lot and. You know, it's going to limit how much passing opportunities DJ Moore gets, and they're going to spread the ball around. So, um, you know, not not a huge downgrade, not a huge upgrade. I think it's about pretty flat here. Yeah, I'll have to agree with that. I've seen a lot of people comparing this to what the Eagles did last year when they brought A.J. Brown over from Tennessee uh, to kind of give Jalen Hurts. I, exactly. The face you're making, Jordan, is my exact opinion. Um, I don't think this is that. Um, DJ Moore is a good receiver. I don't think he's in the – top 25 i mean maybe this boosts him to potentially the 24th spot but like i don't think that he's you know this doesn't make him a top 15 receiver he's a better be michael to- pittman and that's the thing is people try to make michael pittman seem so amazing dj moore is better than him we have a longer history of him being better than him but we still can't put dj moore ahead of him in dynasty which is crazy to me so if that just gives you an idea of kind of what dj moore is he's in that area he's in that group of guys where if he's on your team, you have to play him, and he's probably going to drive you insane and hurt you more than he helps you. Those are the kind of players I like to move on from. That's true. I think it does help Mooney a little bit, too. So he, he needs to not be the focus because he did not do well with that last year. <laughs> All right, just one more thing I want to address in this trade. Um, the Bears at number nine, what do you guys think that they should be looking after? They kind of shored up <clears throat> their linebackers. We'll get to that in a second. 
Um, but at number nine, what do you guys think the Bears should be targeting as far as a player? Offensive line, is that the obvious answer maybe? I, I don't know. I have no comment on this one. I'll just defer to Leo and we can move on. Yeah, I mean, I I haven't really gotten given too much thought. I mean, to, you know, to mock drafts yet. I've been kind of focused on some of the dynasty stuff here. So I, I don't have a great idea either. A corner maybe, or, or I would think an edge rusher makes sense based on the moves that they've made. They've kind of addressed a lot of other kind of positions. They did address... Uh, defensive line a little bit but not to the tune of anything I think is gonna be special so yeah I was thinking O-line or maybe edge rusher as well um okay we'll move on further down the list um we got a lot of backups that have signed um but let's get into the two starters that were signed uh Derek Carr goes to the Saints Michael Thomas resigned to the Saints and then earlier today Jamal Williams was assigned or decided that he's going to sign with the saints so guys does this make the saints a viable team on offense now or are we still kind of where we were with the andy dalton not really sure uh kind of mess that we had last season well i guess i'll start with you know i think that conference is wide open so i mean they got a shot if they can put something together i'm you know i'm not confident in in Derek carr as a, a guy that can take you to a playoff victory but the conference is pretty wide open um you know, anybody can get in, but as far as like being a power powerhouse offense, like, you know, I, I wouldn't go that far, but you know, something could happen here. Jordan, yeah. what do you got? I, I think Jamal Williams is the only guy on that team that really interests me besides Olave. Uh, Derek Carr, I mean, he'll be a nice, you know, quarterback 18 to 16 ish area. Good enough to play. Not great. Michael Thomas, I don't, I've never, I've had Michael Thomas's rookie season when I picked him up on waivers and I've never had him since. And I want him again. Um, I don't, I'm not going to be targeting a single player on the saints. I almost never do. And here we are again. I won't again, if Jamal Williams is available super late, he'll probably be on a lot of best ball teams, but again, he's not even somebody I'm trying to get necessarily. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I feel the same. Uh, Olave is probably the only one, maybe Jamal Williams, but with Kamara there, not knowing exactly how they're going to use him or if he's going to be suspended that whole uncertainty, I think Olave is the only one that I'm going after. Yeah. Fair. Um, so you said, you know, we were talking, we're talking quarterbacks, um, you, you know, Jimmy G was the other big starter. Do you want to go ahead and broach him a little bit? Because I, I kind of yeah. have a little bit of a soapbox for just all these other guys as well, but we can. That's talk. fine. Uh, yeah. Jimmy G signs with the Raiders three years. Um, they also decided to get him Jacoby Myers to go uh, along with him in the wide receiver market. Um, I, the only one I feel really bad for in this whole scenario is freaking Devontae Adams because he cannot escape bad quarterback play. It feels like. Um, yeah, Derek Carden. I mean, he didn't have a bad season last year. I don't want to make it sound like that, but I don't think Jimmy G's exactly a vote of confidence boosting to her or Devontae Adams value either. Um, no, that's all, all I got. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's the Raiders are still it's like the same Raiders, they're not any different, really. Um, if anything, the ceiling's down maybe just a little because we'll you know we don't see jimmy with kyle so i don't know you know and the weapons that kyle put around him obviously help everything but the raiders have been a very good team the last couple of years overall i say that okay oh very good team that's a little dangerous the raiders have been better than i thought they would be the last couple of years considering all the things they've been through um but you know, I, I'm not, it doesn't change too much for me. They're, they're, I, let's just put it that way. I'm very excited for Patrick Mahomes to have another 
you know, bland quarterback in the division. So that makes me happy. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. There's, you know, not too much exciting, you know, for Devontae Adams, it's not, a, not exciting to have Jimmy G quarterbacking. I mean, and then they just lost Darren Waller, um, you know, so that helps out Adams a little bit, but then, you you know, it's offset by Jacoby Myers being brought in. Yeah. Um, you know, Josh Jacobs is coming back for another year. So, um, yeah, just not, not exciting to have, you know, Jimmy G leading, you know, he's pretty conservative quarterback. You know, he won't turn the ball over a lot, but he won't, you know, do too much flashing either. Yeah, that's how I feel. Sure. Um, all right, so I want to talk about these backups. So we also had we had a bunch of quarterbacks signings. Baker signed with the Buccaneers on a one-year deal. Sam Darnold went to the 49ers to back up Trey Lance, supposedly, apparently. Aaron Rodgers is definitely maybe going to be a Jet sometime in the near future, possibly. Um, you'll just have to wait and see, I guess. Case Keenum, back with the Houston Texans. Time is a flat circle. Again, Mike White dog with the dolphins all right and then we got andy dalton signing with the panthers taylor heineke signing with the falcons that's a lot of quarterbacks now before you just say that's a lot of crappy quarterbacks jimmy g played ball last year baker played meaningful ball last year sam darnold played meaningful ball last year mike white played meaningful ball last year andy dalton played meaningful ball last year five guys signed as backups that were probably in some of y'all's lineups last year do not discount these players just because they aren't going to be a quote-unquote lock and load type of starter, even like a Jimmy G. Jimmy G, I mean, we are talking about him like he's a lock and load starter. When was the last time Jimmy G started the season for anybody in fantasy? Mm, I don't even remember. I'm sure he did start some games, but it's been a while. Backup quarterbacks matter in Dynasty so much. In fantasy, they matter, but in Dynasty, they matter a lot. Sam Darnold, he's not worth shit right now in this moment. I promise you. But you know what? If Trey Lance, if we get a report that Trey Lance is behind, suddenly people are going to remember Sam Darnold rushed for six touchdowns last year. And then he was like the number one overall pick. You know, if 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 Kyle can turn Brock Purdy into Jesus Christ down the stretch, he can what's the right word here? I mean, resurrect, um, you know, be reborn. Sam Darnold died mm -hmm. and rose again. This is the kind of situation where things like that happen. So I just want to say, if you are playing Dynasty and a lot of your league mates are so worried about getting the next yards per route run guy and are so worried about flexing how young their roster is and their picks, you need to be out there getting the Gardner Minshews, the Jameis Winstons, the fucking the Huntleys, all these guys nobody wants. Because in season, when it matters, when you're playing fantasy football, it doesn't matter how goofy Sam Darnold is right now. When he can finish as a top 12 quarterback in the season when you need him to when everybody sure. else when everybody else is hurting so i just wanted to bring that up you know these guys won't get up these a lot of these quarterbacks that i just talked about i mean they won't get any run on any fantasy shows at all because they're irrelevant until they're suddenly one of the 32 most relevant players in the entire nfl do not be caught with your pants around your ankles out here all right so pick up your backup quarterbacks if you got them especially super flex and don't be afraid to be sneaking some of these, you know, these bad quarterbacks on the bottom of your rosters and just wait, just wait till Jalen hurts misses a game. And then it's Gardner Minshew. You know what I mean? Like these things happen. Meaningful football gets played by guys that nobody wants to talk about. So I had to bring it up. Um, whew. Nice. I like that one whew. little soliloquy you gave there. Um, the only one that really interests me that I would actually go trade for is Mike white because a, I love Mickey Blanco to death, but besides that, Tua literally gets hurt on every other play. So 
I think we could definitely say that we're going to see Mike White at some point next season. And based on the weapons that he has, um, I don't really see how it would be that much, that much of a downgrade. It'll be a downgrade, but not necessarily that barely, barely. Mike White would be a small downgrade. Yeah. All right. So go ahead and take us on to the next set. Yeah. Uh, Let's talk defense linebackers. All right, so, guys, I'm just going to give you all the floor with the Chicago Bears. They signed TJ Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds, both to the team linebacker-wise. Um, I RIP to all the Jack Sanborn believers out there, at least for now. Um, what Guys, what kind of value did you see coming from this for the Bears? You go, Leo. My computer yeah. is being crazy right now. I'm sorry. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, so, yeah. For the Bears, you know, they gave a big contract to Tremaine Ed- Edmonds, so – you know, um, they must see a, a pretty big role for him. Um, and then, T, you know, they're going to pair him with TJ Edwards. I think TJ Edwards, you know, is a little bit better of a t- tackle machine and, you know, Edmonds can kind of work a little bit better in space. Um, so I think they'll, they'll probably be pretty even for from a fantasy perspective. And then a Jack Sanborn takes a big hit. He's going to need some kind of injury to really get some value. I'm not necessarily dropping him in a a league where I have some room to, to take him, but, um, you know, he's definitely going to you know, have to kind of wait for something to, to open up for him there. What do you think, Jordan? From To me, it's just, it doesn't make any sense. Tremaine Edmonds is, I mean, he's a good linebacker, but he's not a great linebacker. He's not an elite playmaker. He's not. Yeah. Um, that's just, those are facts. You know, I don't, I'm not even going to argue with you. If you think that he is, that's fine. You're wrong. Um, they pay or paying him, was it three years, uh, 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 four years, 72 million? Roquan Smith got signed for almost that exact same number. That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. I, you know, Roquan Smith's much more dynamic reality. Um, I don't understand why they would move on from a player like that to bring in. I mean, honestly, in my opinion, a downgrade at the position. Um, so it, it, I, I can't really make sense of it. Tremaine Edmonds, for me, I, I did move him up my dynasty rankings just a smidge. That's because I've always been lower on him than most people just because, again, I look at the reality. I don't care about his PFF auxiliary metrics and all that. I care about what he does on the field. And on the field, he's consistently been a nice linebacker too. Um in this situation, though, with new coaching and all that, I did give him a bump because I think that there is some unrealized upside there. But just from a, a football standpoint, I think they downgraded at the position. Um, they're basically paying the guy the same amount, and I don't. Well, they got two the people deal. instead of one. I think that's the. I think that was the the reason they did yeah, that because they fair. got two players for the price of one. That that. I think was but they're reason. paying Tremaine Edmonds for the same the same price almost per year, same dollar amount that Roquan Smith is. So they didn't really get two players. They could have just added TJ Edwards. But didn't what's his didn't Roquan won a lot more guaranteed money? No, I mean, no, no. Roquan's contract Roquan's only guaranteed eighty five million, but his over five years. This dude's is seven, four years seventy two million. Yeah, and you're looking at. I mean, you see down the list. You got Kendricks at th- you know two years, thirteen million. I mean, why why pay? They way overpaid million? Tremaine Edmonds, which is it, again, it makes it look even more clownish whenever you see what Roquan Smith did. In my yeah. opinion, 
Yeah, no, none of these other linebackers are going for that much money. I mean, it's just, it's a clear overpay. It's a clear overpay. And that's the thing is like, it's hard. It's almost hard even for me, somebody who's so obtuse to get there, that it's obviously wrong, a bad move. But because we're surrounded by this echo chamber of people trying to make sense of things and trying to, you know, we can't say these players are bad or these things are wrong. You know, nobody, you know, you don't want to be that guy. You don't want to be me, you know, spreading the fear, the uncertainty, and the doubt. You know, you want to spread the, the positivity, you know what I'm saying? Um, but reality is reality. They could have kept Roquan Smith, who's made a lot more plays, who's been on the team for a lot longer. Honestly, heart and soul of that team for a while now. And they just went and got Tremaine Edmonds. So whatever. Bears going to bear. Yeah, I mean, they got a new D coordinator last year, and I just don't think they hit it off with Roquan and you know they just decided they were gonna make a change and you know they didn't they didn't care about anything else yeah Tremaine Edmonds is I mean he's not as good a linebacker as Roquan Smith and they're paying him the same amount of money that's my final take so that's fair I, you all know it better than me God damn it. um yeah. <laughs> um so Leighton Van Der Esch resigns with the Cowboys I feel like that's not much uh, Levante David does not want to be in a different uniform. He resigned with the Bucks. Uh, Cody Barton, the off season, last off season love interest for a lot of people, signed with the Commanders. Oh. Still feels like a nothing burger. Um, Big nothing Alex, burger. Alex Anzalone resigns oh. with the Detroit Lions. Fine with that. All right. So Eric Kendricks signs a two year deal with the Los Angeles. Chargers. Now, I don't think this is a nothing burger. I think this is a something burger. So, guys, what do we think about this? And then whose value has hit the tank now with him being there for two years? Leo, you go first. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, we still have, you know, Kenneth Murray's still there, but, you know, Drew Tranquil is, is a free agent right now. So, it's, it's still to be seen what's going to happen with Tranquil. But, um, you know, yeah, Kendricks, I think, is locked, locked and loaded for a, a good – good role there you know Kenneth Murray you know I think he's kind of showed what he can do you know he can be a part-time player and, and do I think you know do a little bit here and there but not going to be somebody you want to start every week um you know yeah Kendrick's you know locked in he's getting a little bit older but he's I think he's got two good years out of him you know for fantasy um so I'm really just kind of waiting to see what happens with Tranquil I mean that if he comes back that kind of shakes up everything but you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he finds a finds a new team and Hopefully a good fit for him too. I think he kind of came on strong really at the end of the end of last year, um, yeah. and really poised for to, to kind of break out if he can find the right home. Yeah, Kendricks. I mean, 137 tackles, like you said, that's not nothing. Only 16 impact plays last year, but I bet if we scroll down a year earlier, he had a lot more. Yep, 20 the year before that, and I bet he had more even the year before that. Uh, 13, but he played. That was the year he got hurt. Uh, but Kendricks has been, you know, steady producing. He's a good linebacker. At one point, he was one of PFF's favorite linebackers. Um, I guess they don't like him anymore. But at one point, they really, really liked Eric Kendricks. Uh, I'd be interested to see what they had to say about this signing. But, I mean, it's a huge indictment on Murray, Kenneth Murray, who has, you know, I mean, I didn't really know a lot about him. My first year doing IDP, he got drafted to the Chargers. Thought he was going to be so good. He had like a bazillion, like 21 or something, tackles for loss that season uh, as, a, as his last year with OU which is one of the metrics that correlates most strongly to success in the NFL. I just kind of attached myself to that metric, and here we are. He sucks, and that metric doesn't mean anything. So Eric Hendricks comes in, gets $13.5 million for two years. Um, I like it. I think that, you know, Brandon Staley, he did a lot with, uh, with Corey Littleton, and he did a lot with Drew Tranquil. 
Sucks that he couldn't do much with Kenneth Murray, but I like this. I think it's wheels up for Eric Hendricks. Uh, good, good guy to hone in on there, Billy. Yeah, yeah one more thing about Kendricks. I, th I think he, so last year they got a new D coordinator. They kind of switched their base defense. They brought in Jordan Hicks. I think that, you know, hurt hurt Kendricks for a little bit. So I, I think he'll bounce back a little bit this year. Agree, agree. I so I feel, I feel bad for my guy, Kenneth Murray, um, but <laughs> it just is what it is. It's the business. It just All right. Is what it is. It is what it is. All right. Jermaine Pratt resigns with the Bengals. Like that. Quincy Williams resigns a three year deal with the Jets. Um, I don't know if the Quincy Williams thing is going to keep going, but I mean, here we are. It Feel can't like be that, stopped. It can't be that, stopped. It's like it's year four of Quincy Williams. Uh, it's that Paul Red meme from Hot Ones. Like, I can't believe we made it. We're here. Like, I <laughs> guess so. We're going to keep going. Uh, all right. Caden Ellis signs with the Atlanta Falcons. And then David Long signed with Miami. Guys, David Long to Miami. Interesting. Interesting. We, do we like it or no? Yes. We have to like it because Jerome Baker is not a – is not a fantasy star. You hate so Jerome Baker. We have Baker, to hope man. that the other person who comes in to play with him can maybe do and be that. I have to hold on to that. That's all I have left. What did Baker do to your family, man? Like you hate Jerome well, Baker. Did we ever? Him, but... Did I, I don't know if I put it in here. And now I'm looking. Uh, did we not? I guess I pulled his name out of here. Cole Holcomb signed with the Steelers too, which is pretty relevant ish. Yeah, that, that's a big move today. Yeah. All right. Nice little TFL for my guy here, 55. They'll pull it back again. Let's see if we can run it out. Um, Steelers need help. I mean, it's honestly, it's a big boon to to him. You know, I mean, it's a you know, the to get this contract. A lot of people, you know, they took Jamin Davis. They brought in um, who's the older guy, Thomas Davis. You know, they've brought in a lot of linebackers here, there, and everywhere. Uh, Cole Holcomb's been that guy. And they've moved on from him, but I'm glad he goes to the Steelers. He's he, he's he's gonna fit in real nice with my Steelers. So I just wanted to give Cole Holcomb a shout out. Um, you know, low key, probably gonna be a top 15 dynasty linebacker for a couple of years now. Um, so it's time to just really maybe embrace that a little bit. But I want to bring that up just because I realized here on the left hand side, I, his name's not there, um, and I thought it was. So sorry. Any any thoughts on that from either of you before we jump back to? Uh, David I will say that um, this linebacker class in the draft is not very good. It is uh, not exactly the year to be after a linebacker in that capacity. So, I mean, I can kind of see why a lot of teams are kind of valuing, especially their own guys. We've seen a lot of resigns, but then like people are getting exorbitant contracts for, you know, a lot of years. All right, last one, though, is Bobby Ogrecki signs with the Giants, uh, four years, 40 mil. Um, we liked what he did with the Colts. Do we think that he is going to be the guy for the Giants? You go first, yeah. Leo. Yeah, I mean, I think he'll get a good opportunity. I mean, that defense, you know, you just, you know, you, they kind of mix some some things up around there. You know, they don't always commit to linebacker full-time. But I think he's going to get an opportunity to, you know, to be to be the guy there. Um but, you know, I don't have a complete confidence that, you know, that they're going to not, you know, share snaps and rotate guys out in that in that defense. Let's take a look here. His production profile from last year, 0.29 points per snap. That's a that's a legit beastly number. 
Love to see that. A little under a thousand snaps overall. Six tackles for loss, five pass deflections, nothing too gaudy there. Um, you know, nothing that's going to say, you know, not sustainable. Uh, even his tackle rate, 15%. That's not unsustainable. Nothing about this production boat profile here is unsustainable from a fantasy point of view. So we like that for Bobby. Uh, we like that he's getting the love in the streets. Not a big impact player, but he stays healthy. He stays getting his tackles, and he got himself a nice little contract. So um, the Giants need somebody like that. They've been kind of a revolving door at linebacker for a couple of seasons now, honestly. I mean, it was like Ty, Tay Crowder, and Tay there, Crowder. Were, there was other guys. There's some other guys there. I say um, Micah McFadden was a yeah, guy. You probably never heard of him. But yeah, now Taylor you have Smith, Bobby yeah. O'Krecki. Big Bobby O head to the New York Giants. Yeah. I'm excited for that. Okay. Well, that's all we have for linebackers. Um, I think we can quickly go through the cornerback and safeties. Yeah, the, the um, backs and the cornerbacks had some interesting moves. A lot of bigger names, older guys, but you know. Right. Um, all right. Jalen Ramsey got traded to the Dolphins for basically, you know, the lint underneath the, the sofa cushion. Um, I thought that was a pretty good deal for the Dolphins. Uh, Patrick Peterson signs with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Happy that he's going to be on a team with a good quarterback finally. Uh, Jesse Bates signs with the Atlanta Falcons, a four-year, $64 million deal. Um, guys, Jesse Bates, uh, you know, I think we all knew he was headed out of Cincy. Um, but what do you guys think of this value for Atlanta? You want me to go, Jordan? Take her away, Leo. All right. So J- Jesse Bates, I mean, you know, that's a, he was looking to get paid at the end of the day. You know, he was he was looking for the biggest, biggest contract and and he got it. You know, four years, 64 million is not not cheap for safety. Um, you know, I think, you know, he'll pair up, I think, with Richie Grant there. Um, I think Richie's going to play a little bit closer to the line. Um, you know, Jesse Bates is going to drop back a little bit more in the, the single high formation. He'll be deeper. Um, you know, Atlanta defense still a lot, you know, can allow a bunch of points to the safeties, but, um, you know, I think sometimes you can get safeties pretty, pretty easy. So I'm not, I'm not buying, you know, Jesse Bates. I mean, he'll be probably in the, the 20 to 30 range of safeties for me, but, um, you know, somebody's going to want to overpay for him with that big contract what do you think jordan to me it's more it's less about jesse bates kind of moving to atlanta and more of kind of like the end of an era for me because like i said i've only been playing idp for like four or five years and jesse bates was a rookie when i had my first idp team uh it was him and it was sean williams they were the tandem that was on the Bengals, and sean williams left Jesse Bates hung around. I forgot who. And then they brought in Von Bell, I think, that very next year. So they've been a tandem there for a while, both departing from this Bengals team. I'm more interested to see how the Bengals sort of address this. I mean, they had two of the better veteran safeties in the NFL. I don't think that can be understated. And I'm sure you probably can't put a dollar amount on it. And I'm sure PFF would tell me I'm a fool. But, you know, I don't think that can be understated when you have guys at that a position like that that really does have such a large part of the field and such a, a wide variety of skill sets to have them be veterans and be at that level of skill set to be good to be departing I'm, I'm a little worried about how that works out for them 
Uh, but Jesse Bates himself, I mean, he's a dynamic player. It's good that he got paid. You know, he really doesn't – this last, tackle numbers, not really very big this last year, which is one of the first years he hasn't had a big tackle number. You can see here 71. But I think, it, if I'm not mistaken, he had – the first three years of his career, I believe he had right around 100 each year. Yeah, 2020, 109, 100 in 2019. And then you go all the way back 2018, 111. So the last two years, you can see here, he has gone down his overall tackles. Don't love that. But he has stayed one of the better coverage safeties. And if you want to have a really, you know, if you want to put on our, you know, our sash and our, you know, and, and really take it to the next level, we could talk about where it lines up on the field and how that really affects something. But we, we won't get too much into that. Um, but overall, I, I think Jesse Bates going to Atlanta is good for Jesse Bates. You know, he gets his money. And like I said, I'm very interested to see how the Bengals fill these roles, losing Bates and Von Bell in the same free agency class. You're right. All right. Well, speaking of Von Bell, by the way, I think it's Dax Hill to the moon, by the way. They drafted him in the second round. I think it's his time to shine for the uh, Bengals. But speaking of Von Bell, he is headed to the Carolina Panthers. Um, Carolina safeties have not exactly been something to write home about, but I think that um, – him with uh what is the other guy xavier McKinney? well yeah xavier woods xavier woods xavier woods my bad not xavier mckinney <laughs> but um between those three i think we can finally say they might have a decent uh secondary so guys what are your opinions on von bell with the panthers uh, you I'll get, yeah i'll get started uh you know so I i'm really interested to see how they use these you know these three guys i mean are they going to put Jeremy Chin kind of in a, a linebacker type role and uh, Von Bell, you know, kind of more in a, a strong safety role and Xavier Woods deep. I mean, they really experimented a lot with Ch Chin last year and Woods. Like they kept flip-flopping them. You never knew which week, you know, what, which guy was going to be the producer or which guy was going to be closer to the line. You really didn't really know what they were doing. So I'm kind of interested. Do they have a plan this year to, to use all three of these guys? Hopefully they have a plan. You kind of, figure out what they're going to do in training camp and then we'll kind of be able to to know where to draft these guys um so it'll be interesting to see i, I assume they have a plan to keep all three of these guys on the field um and uh, a couple of them will be productive i think what do you think jordan I'm just looking here 20 impact plays this last year that's that's a hefty number i was kind of unaware of that four interceptions eight pass deflections um love to see that from him how old is he? I guess it's on his profile up here. What is it? He is 28. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Jesse, or I like Von Bell a lot. As far as him, the move, I don't know how. I saw somebody talk earlier about three safety sets, um, and they said that maybe, I feel like it was maybe Carolina, they think could maybe be doing that this year. So that'll be interesting to watch. But Von Bell to me, I mean, he's been consistently good. Uh, he's been one of my top 10 dynasty defensive backs for a while. Sometimes he's a little more up, sometimes a little more down. Tackle numbers never get too gaudy, but he does consistently stay a playmaker, uh, and he's good. You know, that's another thing, too. Like, sometimes just being a good player, knowing that they're going to be on the field, you know, there's a level of security that comes with that. So, uh, yeah, I, I like Von Bell. Uh, I'm not knocking him down or anything. I'm not, like, going out to aggressively acquire him, um, but he's a player that I think that a lot of people are going to feel like underwhelmed on and maybe if you're looking for a defensive back 
who has DB1 upside, but you could get for a DB2, DB3 price. Ron Bell is definitely somebody to uh, to be looking around for. So that's, uh, that's my Von Bell take. I agree. All right. We'll kind of skip a little bit down the list here. Marcus Epps signed with the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Jamel Dean re-signed with Tampa Bay. Um, Tampa's probably happy about that one. Jordan Poyer re-signed with the Buffalo Bills. Um, hopefully he can keep that train chugging along as well. Um, Darius Slay was released. I don't really have a good Darius Slay take. I hope that he lands with a good team, but um, the Eagles probably made the right move letting him let him go. Um, Jabril Peppers resigns with the Patriots. I know Jordan loves Jab- him some Jabril Peppers. I did. Well, yeah. Once upon betrayed a time. me in all my dynasty teams. That is true. And then I, that's really all we have for the DBs. Um, do we want to talk about the D linemen? I, I don't really know. Which uh, I do. I want to talk about. I want to talk about the DBs, just a general, a couple of these guys, real quick. Jordan Boyer, re, Boyer re signing with Buffalo is awesome. That's good for him. Wheels up for another great season. He's one, safety is one of these positions where some of these guys, it's weird. They just get, some of them get better as they get older. It's not like these other positions where guys kind of fall off. It's weird. Some of these guys, it's like wine, you know, every year they just get, they get a little bit more sly. They might lose, you know, a step per se physically, but up here they're taking a step forward. So they just get better. Um, so don't, you know, don't, it can't be understated how meaningful it is that Jordan Poyer stuck around for Buffalo because we don't have to think about it too much. Um, we'll see over here, Donovan Wilson did sign. I didn't make this on the list. You can see over here all the way to the right if you're watching on the screen. Uh, did re-sign with the Cowboys three years up to $24 million. He has been a pretty good safety the last couple of years. Um, he's had ups and downs, but th- th- we don't want to understate that. I didn't want that to get lost in here. And then, um, yeah, I guess I don't have anything else to say except for uh, Darius Slay. I mean, he's not washed or completely washed by any means. You know, if Patrick Peterson can get signed, Darius Slay can get signed. I think he's going to have a pretty – he'll be able to pick where he wants to go. Uh, I think he'll be looking for another contender, kind of like the Eagles. Just uh, we'll just have to see where he lands. So, DB-wise, though, that is kind of my last thoughts. Um, Leo, any any thoughts about old Donovan Wilson, Jordan Poyer? Yeah, I mean, so yeah, so Jordan Poyer, I mean, yeah, you, you can kind of know what you're going to – get with him i mean he did slip down a little bit this past year as far as scoring uh, you know not not the top you know top 10 or whatever that we were kind of hoping he kind of slid down a little bit um you know donovan wilson um it was not he, he had a very you know i think he outscored J. Ron curse this this past year you know he he made a bunch of plays close to the line of scrimmage i let i think they let him blitz a bunch um so he he had a lot of qb pressures i think he was pretty pretty high up there which you don't usually see from safeties um you know, the only downside with those safeties is they're, you know, they're playing them 80%, you know, 80, 85%, some of those guys, because between uh, Donovan Wilson, uh, J. Ron Curse, and, and uh, Hooker, um, Malik Hooker, that is, um, you know, they're, it kind of does cut into the production a little bit. I wish they picked two of those guys to play 100%, but, um, but yeah, both uh, Donovan Wilson and J. Ron Curse have been, you know, productive, kind of close to the line of scrimmage, so that's been good. Nice, nice. Billy, any final thoughts on the DBs? No, I'm, look- I'm just happy my Poyer shares stayed in Buffalo. Well, I'm actually looking at Poyer. Here, I'll pull this up for you real quick. <clears throat> so I'm looking at what he did this last year. 
the, the snaps were down 755. Now that was he did miss some time. That was when Demar right. Ham. So he and Hyde got hurt. So we had Hamlin come in, and there was another guy forget. So that's probably partially why his overall score went down. 63 tackles definitely not a great number, but um, points per stat still not too terrible at 0.22. And if you just look at his little pie chart there, you know that was this last year. And we scroll down to the year before. Doesn't look overly different the way it's distributed. Um, just had a few more snaps. So overall score, yeah, definitely came down a little bit. And his impact plays down that 17 range, but he did get hurt. So we have to, in some ways, account for A, miss time, but B, you know, when you come back from an injury, you don't want to re-injure yourself. So subconsciously or consciously, you're going to, your body's going to play a little differently probably. And so I think maybe that might have also had something to do with his small dip in points um, this year. Uh, so yeah, just, you know, again, I'm happy he's back in Buffalo because for me, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to just continue to believe. Believe! Keep the dream alive! Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Like I said, you can pick which D lineman you want to talk about. Um, or I can just read the list. There's so many. All right. Well, I'll just start. Um, well, okay, before we get that, last DB rumor. This has been rumored for like three days that the Chargers were looking at John Johnson. So I don't know if that ever happened or not. You see your Adderley, RIP. Um, Zach Allen signs with the Denver Broncos, three years. Got a pretty big check over there. Marcus Davenport signs with the Minnesota Vikings, completely irrelevant. Ogunbani Okoronkwa signs with Cleveland Browns. He's an edge, I believe, from the Titans that they brought in. Um, I've noticed I've noticed something watching free agencies. A lot of the same organizations do trades and stuff, move guys. Like uh, Denver moves a lot of guys to Seattle. Um, the Titans move a lot of guys to the Browns. Uh, Minnesota moves a lot of guys to the Browns. Uh, the Browns move a lot of guys to the Patriots. I don't know if you guys have noticed this. In, in some of these transactions, you'll see a lot of teams making the same sort of moves with the same people, which is curious. Um, Chase Winovich signs with the Texans. Demarcus Walk Walker signs with Chicago. Deron Payne signs with Washington. Big contract for him. A lot of defensive tackles got paid. Deron Payne got paid. Javon Hargrave got paid. David Onyemata, Dalvin Tomlinson, Draymond Jones. Um, all big boys in the middle. All got paid, got re-signed, got new plays. Not new places, but, you know, solidified their places in some of those lineups and got new places. The one I would maybe want to actually talk about is Zach Allen, just because I think that he has the... Easiest path to overall fantasy IDP relevance. Um, he had some stretches last year where he was halfway decent. 
Uh, he did get paid, and they don't really have a good edge rusher right now on the Broncos, period. Um, so he should immediately be able to get out there onto the field. He's following his defensive coordinator, so you know he likes him. You know the playbook's going to be there for him. And again, they signed that three-year deal, so I, I, if I'm going to attack anybody on this list, it would probably be him or Deron Payne. Um, and Zach Allen, you know, we, he could be a breakout player this next year. You know, I mean, he's been quietly okay. So we'll see if he can take that next big step. But I kind of just did what you said you were going to do, which is just read the whole list off. But <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything, but I'm just going to let you go for it. <laughs> what do you got for us, Leo? You're the master of IDP. You're, are you are you deep in the defensive tackle? Um, in the well, defensive I, tackle I, so, you know, selfishly, policy? I've been watching the D, the D tackles because I knew that was – the Browns' biggest need. You know, I'm a Browns fan, so you know I was watching that. I know they they brought in a new D coordinator who has historically had some of the best D tackles, so I knew that that's a, a target a position they were going to target. But they were limited by salary cap, so that you know Deron Payne, you know, obviously stayed with the Commanders, got paid big. You know, J- Javon Hargrave <laughs> got paid big outside of our price range. I would have loved to see him ended up th- with the Browns, but the Browns ended up getting Delvin Tomlinson. Uh, kind of more of a run stuffer than a sack guy. I think he only has gotten like two and a half sacks last year. Um, so not necessarily somebody that's going to, you know, but maybe that, maybe having a run stuffer will help, you know, free up Miles Garrett to, you know, work on the edge. They just signed Okoronkwo. Um, he's a little bit undersized guy, so he'll also be kind of pass rushing. So maybe those guys may work together pretty well. Um, I typically like a D tackle that can kind of, you know, put some pressure on the quarterback this in this day and age. But, um, you know, they had limitations on how much they could spend. I mean, even Draymond Jones got more with Seattle. So, um, you know, the the D tackles definitely got paid. Um, you know, some of the linebackers didn't get paid. Safety, you know, didn't get paid. But the D tackles made out, especially on day one. Good for them. Good for them. Um, Fantasy-wise, I mean – Marcus Davenport, he's been disappointing for quite a while. Maybe a new home will help him, but um, it, <laughs> I'm not I'm not holding out any hope. But you know, definitely be be cheap on on buying him. That's for sure. Yeah, you need to move him. If you buy him, make sure you resell him. With the only intention is to flip him. Yeah, that's all right, sure. Billy. Um, we're getting down to some of these these offensive fantasy relevant players. You know, now we're getting down to where you know the Walmart fantasy content is. You know, we're just gonna repeat what everybody else has said about Darren Waller and DeAndre Swift. So at this point, you can just turn it off. You probably already heard it before, but you know, if you want to hear something original, new, exciting, you know, maybe we'll maybe we'll get there. So, Billy, walk us through these offensive moves we have here. Um, not a lot wide receiver wise. But running yeah, backs also, got a couple of interesting things and tight ends. Yeah, running backs. We have people that are signing as we're doing the podcast, so we will get to running backs last because today was apparently running back day on the market. Um, but the only Why? ones I wanted to touch on was, I mean, Sterling Shepard signing with the Giants. Whatever, they need a receiver. He's there. He, they they know him. Um, but Jacoby Myers signs with the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, giving Jimmy G a wide receiver two to Devonte Adams. Um, don't love this for Jacoby Myers value. Also, he took a hell of a good small deal compared to like what Christian Kirk did last year. A lot of people thought when Christian Kirk did last year was going to completely 
just destroy the market for wide receivers. But I mean, we're seeing some modest deals this year, in my opinion. So uh, Jacoby Myers going to the Raiders is actually, I mean, for his value, not great if you had him a dynasty because he was the one in New England. Now he's definitely the two. And then depending on what else they add, he could be a three or four. Um, so that kind of sucks for him. Um, do you guys have any opinions on that? Don't have any Jacoby Myers shares. Don't ever want any. Never will have any. Don't care. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't see. You know, I don't think having Jimmy G and being the number two is is really a, a great. You know, I was really hoping Myers would land somewhere better, but again, I don't. I don't have any shares either, so it doesn't doesn't bother me. Yeah. If you sounds are like, a fan, sounds, of... like a, sounds like a problem for the losers in my league that I play against. That's fair. Um, if you're a fan of quirky stats, though, Jacoby Myers, uh, while he had Josh McDaniels as his uh, OC in New England, threw four touchdowns. So, and he did not throw any and didn't even attempt to pass after Josh McDaniels left. So he might, you know, he might see the Jacoby Myers touchdown throws being returned. Okay, I don't know what now that you, actually means. My interest. It's, it's I'm, I'm a sucker it's, for it's an outlier. I'm a sucker for an outlier. Let's go. It's a it's a it's a little quirky, but it's it might be seeing that return. Um, all right, moving on to Alan Lazard, uh, the ayahuasca Alan Lazard that uh, Aaron Rodgers needed to get to the Jets, signed with the Jets for four years. Um, I think they only made this move because Aaron Rodgers likes him. I, that's the only reason that deal got done. I don't necessarily think that they needed to add Alan Lazard. I think they were good with what they had, but sure, fine. If that's what Aaron Rodgers needs. I like how he kind of came with like a writer. Like he needs, you know, his Eminem separated. He needs literally, yes. Everything about this. Yeah. Okay. So Aaron Rodgers is such a diva and all this crap, but it's like I'm suddenly like. I'm suddenly like all in on the Aaron Rodgers brand after being like somebody for years is like, this guy's a fucking chode, but it's like, like you said, he doesn't need Alan Lazard on the no. Jets. No, no, but guess what? That's my guy. And I saw his little interview today. He's, he's, I mean, he's, he's, he's eating enough acid and he's taking enough ayahuasca now that he gets it. You know, he's like, these are my people. This is my tribe. I'm the leader. I'm, you know, Shaman Rogers, you know, I'm going to take care of my people. You know, so he's gonna make sure Alan Lazard's fine. I bet Aaron Jones is and make sure Aaron Jones is getting taken care of somewhere. Well, Randall else. Cobb, Randall Cobb's coming too. Randall I mean, Cobb's gonna yet, come but Randall be Cobb will be there. Or whatever. I don't know what he'll do. Yep. Whatever. He takes care of that. So I'm kind of into that. And the Aaron Rod, this new Aaron Rodgers that he watches out for his people and he's all about loyalty and like, you know, all that. I'm into that. Like I'm with that Aaron Rodgers. So fuck yeah, Alan Lazard. Good on you being friends with Aaron Rodgers. And you remember too, like there was a time when Aaron Rodgers was talking shit on Alan Lazard. Like these guys need to get open. Dur, 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 dur. But yeah. you know what? He took his licks, and now Rodgers is like, "You want to go to New York, buddy? Yeah, why Pretty not? Much. Let's do it. Got Let's him. Get it done. Got him. Got him a deal there. Got a lot. Um, all right. And the last one, wide receiver wise, was Juju Smith Schuster uh, decides I'm done being a chief and I want to go play in New England for whatever reason. So Juju Smith-Schuster, three years, $33 million to play with the Patriots. Not going to have any fun at all, I'm sure, there. But no, no. he is going to be the one. I don't know why they didn't just pay Jacoby Myers. I don't think there's a huge difference in wide receiver. But uh, sure, Juju gets the deal. Jacoby Myers doesn't. I don't really understand that one a whole lot. Me either. Okay, well, that's really all. That's 
that's really all for, yeah i know like the, none of these value wise i was like jumping for joy about because no. literally i don't think anybody got added that i'm like cool let's let's make a trade everybody's value down here Okay, well, today was the running back day, so let's just get, we'll get through that. I already talked about Jamal Williams signing with the Saints, three-year deal. Uh, Detroit signed David Montgomery to decide to get uh, to replace Jamal Williams. Uh, DeAndre Swift, managers out there probably didn't love that news because I think David Montgomery comes in and he's kind of the leader, but. Uh, again, we'll see. Do you, do you guys believe in DeAndre Swift, or are you all the way out? I'm in a weird spot, and I'll just go first because I've been a huge DeAndre Swift hater for since he came in the league. I've had him ranked to like running back 15 to 18. In every offseason, I get completely destroyed on Twitter because I'm an idiot and I don't pay attention to enough of the advanced metrics. And every year, I'm right because it doesn't matter because he doesn't play. He doesn't get more than 200 touches in a season, so who fucking cares how efficient he is? But we finally reached a point to where I'm more bullish on DeAndre Swift than consensus now. I actually have him almost, I think he's in my top 12 dynasty running backs for the first time in his whole career. Now that, I will say I haven't made any adjustments since Montgomery came into the situation, but I'd have to wonder if he's going to stay there in this situation. And on the flip side of that is, what is the overall difference between Jamal Adams and David Montgomery? Honestly, honestly. Now, it's easy to say David Montgomery's always better, but... Watch them play. There's not a lot different. So if we went into last season, and I say we loosely, because I didn't come into last season like this, but people were so bullish on DeAndre Swift. He's going to be a one. All we've done is take another replacement level running back who's pretty good and healthy, and we've replaced him with one who's like two years younger. But now we're, everybody seems to be out on DeAndre Swift. Doesn't make any sense to me. So like I said, I'm in a weird spot where I'm for the first time, again, I always find myself against consensus. Now I'm pro DeAndre Swift and everybody fucking hates him. <laughs> last few years I've hated him and everybody's told me I'm stupid. So I don't, you know, I'm in a weird spot, but I'm in, I think it's a time to go look to acquire DeAndre Swift because the yeah. consensus, because the, the, the way that the narrative is right now and the aura and the energy, it's never been negative about him. The guy will fucking roll his ankle and people are like, RB1, RB1, RB1. You know what I mean? For years. And so we finally come full circle. He's actually gone up a couple of spots for me. Most people have tanked him. I don't want to give a projection what he'll do, whatever, but DeAndre Swift is who he is. We've seen him in the NFL for four years now. And if you go look at all of his extra auxiliary crap metrics, they're the same every year. He just doesn't play all 16 games. If we can get that 16 game in the books, if we can just pull that off for one season, it's going to be worth it. He will hit that ceiling that everybody has said he's going to hit. And for the first time ever, you can get him on your team at a price, at a cost, that's not going to cost you a guaranteed RB1. You can buy him with the actual risk baked in for once in his actual fucking career in fantasy football it's true leo do you have any opinions on swift yeah i mean i think right now you know the i, I think i'm hearing like late second round pick you know for for deandre swift i mean yeah he's probably never going to be cheaper than right now um you know I, i'm probably holding i'm not buying i'm probably not selling i mean you know i have some shares of him um i'm waiting to to see if maybe he lands on another team i mean that might Somebody might value him more. I mean, maybe 
maybe the coaching staff, you know, doesn't like him as much as somebody else might. You know, it could come up. What do you say, Jordan? Well, I mean, like, for instance, what if he goes from here to the Chargers? Yeah. I mean, he's sudden. I mean, like, literally like that. And he's going to yeah. be a top three running back. Like that. Same guy. True. Same guy. So let's just chill. Let's consider the moment that we're in right now. Like you said, Liam, you said, you know, I have some guys with. I ain't got none. Guess who's about to go get some? <laughs> this guy. I'm going shopping. All right. And I'm like I said, too, it's weird. I'm a Kyle Pitts guy now. I'm, act, I'm unironically a pro Kyle Pitts guy. Because guess what? You can actually pay a reasonable price to get him on your team. You don't have to pay Kelsey price to get a guy who's going to produce like fucking Hunter Henry. Jesus Christ. Okay, oh, I, I didn't know, I didn't I, know you were going to be so passionate. Buy low and sell high. I love fantasy buy football. Low. I love winning. Um, what can I say? I'm um, just a regular old guy. Uh, speaking that. of tight ends, okay. somebody talked to me about this Dan Wallach kid. I hear he got. I out. mean, can we let's get through the running backs and then okay, we can I, hop yeah, to yeah, tight yeah. ends because one's not on the list um, that I didn't know. Uh, so Miles Sanders signed with the Panthers tonight. Got a four-year deal. Um, that happened literally like two hours ago, so pretty fresh. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I just made a trade uh, a trade for uh, yeah, like Foreman, thinking that he's gonna sign back there, and then we'll just get the Deontay Foreman show going. But he's still a free agent. They decided to go the Miles Sanders route. Um, just instant reaction. Miles Sanders on the Panthers. What do you guys think? He's he's fine. I mean, he's another player that he reminds me of DeAndre Swift, where. People had him as a top five, six running back for a while. And then we he showed us who he was, which is still a really good running back, but now nobody wants him. Um, and nobody believes that the ceiling exists anymore. So again, for me, the way I play fantasy, he's a target. You know what I mean? He's in that same mold last season that a Josh Jacobs was in. People are down on him. Nobody wants him. Those are, that, those are called buy moments. Those are called market opportunities, in my opinion. Now, what he does in that situation, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to handle that. Quarterback's weird. Dalton, Baker, I don't know. New guy, I don't know. But he's a starting running back in the NFL, I have to assume. Um, so, I mean, you, you can't fade him too far based on the talent, the draft capital. And they paid it was a three-year deal or two? Four years. Four. Okay, so, I mean, he's going to get work. You know I mean? He's yeah. a part of their plan at the very least, a large part of it this next season. So, I like him. I like I like that pull. Leo? Yeah, I mean, I think for where he could go, it's probably one of the best spots for him. I mean, he got paid like a, a top running back. They're going to feed him. You know, you know, they've got that top pick in the draft, so we'll, you know, I assume they'll take a quarterback. They're going to probably have to lean on the running game because they don't have any wide receivers. They, you know, they have Andy Dalton and potentially a rookie quarterback, so they're going to have to force feed Sanders. You know, he's probably going to have his ups and downs because, you know, they're not going to be that good, but He's going to get a lot of opportunities. So um, I think, you know, I think you can ride him out, you know, four years they're, they're committed to him. So I think he'll, you know, you can't ask for a, probably a better spot for him. I know a lot of people were down on him going into this past year. And um, I think that this will be a, a good fit for him. I think I have to agree. Um, I, I think Miles Sanders was the best running back that was on the board this year um, in free agency. So I think the Panthers got the best one. They're, 
four it's four years 25 million like they clearly want to set their new quarterback up with a guy that they can trust and i think miles sanders might be that guy okay two more veteran now too you know i mean you can't you can't oh you can't understate what a veteran presence in the backfield means just on a lot of different levels you know the 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 running backness of it aside you know what i'm saying i'm just happy that he's actually going to get used i feel like the eagles the way that they rotated the backs last year he was never really gotten his fair shake as far as getting a uh, mm-hmm. chance to be the He leader, was in a so. Devin Singletary situation where it's like he Pretty could much, be yeah. the guy here on third and two, but nah, we just won't do that. You know what I'm saying? It's just one of those situations where when you have these dynamic players at quarterback, you know, things just don't shake out necessarily like they used to for the running back. I remember a few years ago, it was like if you had a running quarterback, it was supposed to be better for your running back. Definitely not the case anymore. Um, yeah. He just takes it himself, you know. I mean, I mean, how many touchdowns or how many first downs did Jalen Hurts get on one yard? I mean, those would have all used to have been, you know, the power back. I mean, but mm-hmm. now that the quarterback is the power back, so it's true. Okay, I got one nothing burger and then one that I think is more relevant than people are talking about. The first one's the nothing burger is James Robinson signed with the Patriots. I think that just further muddles the backfield. I kind of feel bad for the people that are like way heavy in on Ramondre Stevenson because this just scares, this just makes, not scares me, but it just makes me think we're going to get a rotation here. I know a lot of people thought, well, they're going to get rid of Harris. So now it's going to be his backfield. And lo and behold, we're now adding James Robinson. They're probably going to draft somebody. Like I, I just, this is the same old Patriots. Like they just can't help themselves. Um, so do you guys have any other opinion on that than, than that? I think you nailed it. I think people are way too high on Ramondre Stevenson. He had 70 or 80 targets or receptions this year. Oh my God, it's amazing. But it's like the year before that, he was there too. He played fuck tons of snaps. I think he played four, five, six hundred. I mean, he played plenty and he had like 30 targets the year before. So this is what the Patriots do. Like you said, what's going to happen this next year is, He's going to Ramondre Stevenson is going to be the goal line back. And suddenly James Robinson is going to be out there on every third down. Like this is just what the Patriots do. You can sit there and try to figure it out and you can, you know, get all the data and all the metrics to back up your thesis and opinion. The reality is you have no idea what's going to happen. I have no idea what's going to happen. And if people are going to confidently be pushing the Ramondre narrative, I'm all in on James Robinson. I mean, it wouldn't shock. I mean, at this point you said that I'm like, oh, James Robinson, RB1. Like, it's just that easy. Like, you know, it's just that I simple. Go that far, but I, 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 yeah, he didn't get a fair shake with the Jets. Okay. And then the last one that I think is actually a bigger deal than a lot of people are making it is Samaji P. Ryan signs with the Broncos. Um, Sean Payton must know that he needs Samaji P. Ryan for something. I know Javante Williams is still going to be the guy there that people are talking up, but if he's going out and signing a guy like Samaji P. Ryan, there is a reason he went out and got some AJP Ryan. I don't exactly know what it means just yet, but I think we'll know that he needs to he, best ball leagues. He needs to be taken. Like you need to be sneaking him into those because I think there is a reason Sean Payton went and got him. So guys, do you have anything to add about some AJP Ryan who was coming into his own with the Bengals? Leo. Yeah. I mean, I think you hit you hit it right on. I mean, especially with Javante Williams, you know, being a little bit banged up and coming back, you know, and P. Ryan being able to to catch the ball out of the backfield. I mean, he took a lot of you know, receiving yards off of uh, Joe Mixon last year, so he's shown that ability. Peyton must have seen something. Um, yeah, definitely grab him. You know, grab him on your team, back up either 
best ball. Definitely somebody you want to get on your team. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I just echo that. You're right. I mean, again, I think it's important to take these guys while they're cheap. You know, it's two, three weeks from now, a piece of news comes out and Samaj P. Ryan could be, you know, he's he. Another way to put this, the odds of Samaj P. Ryan's value going down between right now and December are almost zero. They're only going to go up. Let's put it that way in the narrative world and in the actual points in fantasy football world. So do with that information what you will. Shall we say that? Right. That's true. Yeah. When a play caller is adding people, that is when you need to start taking notice. So now we can move on to the tight end group. It's been kind of a weird tight end year, honestly. Um, John U. Smith's traded from... We're going to talk about two... Zeke. What about Zeke? Well, he just got released. We'll, we'll talk about when he gets signed. All right. We'll, 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 we'll touch on that. Eckler's also seeking a trade, which I just find fascinating. Um, I get that he wants to get paid, but he's 27. He's going to find a hard market, I think. Somebody willing to give up something of value. And the Chargers know what his value is to them. So... I think that's a really weird uh, idea, but whatever. Not neither here nor there. All right, tight end group. Johnu Smith's traded from the Patriots to the Falcons for a seventh round pick. Um, he gets reunited with the Tennessee staff that kind of has just been bringing in ex Titans to the Falcons, um, and Johnu Smith is just the latest one to be added to that group. Uh, don't really think much of this because Kyle Pitts is still there, and I still think unless they just want to troll us, he still will be the, the tight end that you need from the Falcons. Um, Darren Waller traded from the Raiders to the Giants. Um, guys, what, what does that do for you? Does that make you feel better about Darren Waller? Um, is this just where he's going to go to retire? They're putting him out to pasture. What do you guys think? I like him. I mean, he he still, I mean, again, when a player shows you who they are upside-wise, I mean, that is who they are. Um, so we know Darren Waller can be an absolute total difference maker. Uh, there is no other pass catcher on the Giants, as far as I know, that could even be, come close to having that sort of a title as like a good pass catcher. Is there? Or is there? I mean, Daniel Bellinger, but he did get yeah, the Exactly. So no. You could have just said no. No. I mean, no, I like fine. Bellinger more than well, I got a lot of people. But. Yeah, no, it's fine. So Darren Waller is going to be amazing this year. Daniel Jones, also another guy breaking out. Give him a big target down the field. I mean, essentially, it's going. I think we could see a situation, depending on what they do at wide receiver, where he does kind of what he did that, that first breakout year. Was it 2019 with the Raiders? Whenever he was just yeah. like their wide receiver one. Because um, they need a wide receiver one there. So... Uh, I, I, I like it a lot for him. I think this is a great opportunity to get Darren Waller on your teams. Um, so I, I, that's, that's pretty much all, you know, just get him, buy him. Yeah, I mean, I think okay. he, he should redraft. I mean, definitely somebody, you know, there's only so many decent tight ends to look at. And, you know, maybe Dynasty, I think he's getting, I think he's 30 now. So you you, know, you might not want to invest heavily in him, but I think he's got a He's got a good chance here to have a, a productive year with Daniel Jones not having too many other uh, receive, you know, receiving options there. Okay. Well, that is the end of the list. Um, I didn't know if you guys wanted to quickly go through the biggest winners and losers so far. Um, we yeah. didn't really prep Leo for this, but uh, I think my I'll biggest... 
Let me hit these other guys real, 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 real quick. There was a couple okay. other meaningful ones. Charles O'Minihue did sign with the Chiefs. We do need a young pass rusher. That's good for them. Uh, pairing him with Carl Loftus, Frank Clark. I really like our rotation now. It's taken a while to get to where I like it, but it's finally there. Uh, so I like adding him. Samson Abukon signed with the Colts. That's another edge rusher, formerly of this, uh, the Rams and the Niners, I think. Um, he's got some good chops. Another one of these teams, Niners players going to the Colts. You'll see that a lot. Uh, so he goes to the Colts. Uh, should be maybe filling in for where Yannick is probably going to be moving on. Robert Spillane, legendary Steelers linebacker who has put up multiple like 40 plus point fantasy uh, weeks as a backup just out of nowhere. Signs with the Raiders. So if you're looking for a potential guy there who might still be putzing around on waivers, check him out. Um, not a lot of name value there. And then Hayden Hurst signing with the Panthers. He's been a Oh, no, nice middle of the pack, reliable bread and butter tight end the past few seasons. He's done with multiple teams. Not have doesn't have Joe Burrow, you know. And again, it's he's not reliable as in like he's going to win you weeks all the time. But I mean, you could do worse at tight end. Um, he's proven he has blocking chops. He's proven he has passing chops. He's been paid. He's got the pedigree, um, and he, he he hasn't really seemed to have a problem ending up on a team quickly, even when other the team he's on moves on from him. So. Wanted to bring him up as well, just because I think he's one of these guys that maybe has more upside than we've seen. Now, granted, going to the Panthers, not like saying that's going to be a thing, but just, you know, keep an eye on him. Um, and yeah, then we had the biggest winners and losers here. I have this old school um, meme I made a few years ago, which it's funny because it's aged very well. I think I made this in 2019 or 2018. It was Jadavian Clowney versus Yannick Ngakwe. Everybody's like, oh, Jamie Clowney's so good. I was like, I don't know. I mean, he didn't do a lot of tackling, but he can get behind the line of scrimmage. So had to throw that out there. But biggest winners, I thought, from the draft, Patrick Mahomes. I put him on there because we didn't even talk about the Chiefly bringing many people on. But they did sign the offensive tackle from the Jaguars. What was his name again? Um, Tawan Johnson. Is that it? Yeah, I think it's Jawan yeah. Uh, yeah, Johnson. Johnson. Not the one. Jawan Johnson. So that's a big, big deal for us. You know, I say us, obviously, I'm a Chiefs fan. Bears, we know they made a lot of moves. I'm going to call them the winners just because their team was so just meh. I mean, it's a new team. So you, you well, they're, made, they're call... making they're making moves. I, I think mainly them trading the number one pick and getting, you know, a nice haul for that was why I would consider them. I mean, they also signed linebackers. Got a receiver that they can trust a little bit more. Like, I think they've done a good job of addressing things. Yeah, maybe a better way to say it versus biggest winners was maybe like the most key, like the teams that maybe had the most impactful sort of uh, free agency. So, like, even, like even though Patrick Mahomes didn't get a lot, I think that matters, you know. And the Bears, like you said, they didn't necessarily bring in an alpha piece anywhere, but they got a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? So it's meaningful pieces there. Jets, similar situation. I don't think that they won because they got Alan Lazard. Um, we still don't even know that they have Aaron Rodgers. It would, it would be Aaron Rodgers. If Aaron Rodgers goes there, they win. Yeah, but again, that's just one piece um, where some guys had many pieces, you know. And then we had the Raiders. Uh, we had them as winners just because they got, you know, they kind of figured their quarterback situation out quickly. Biggest losers, obviously, Jacoby Myers. He's always been a big loser. DeAndre Swift. Um, I think it's Dondre, if I'm not mistaken. So, loser, narratively speaking. I don't know if that's a real thing or not yet. We'll have to see. Rams. Rams been losing for a while now. Um, and then the Patriots, they've been losing for a while now, too. And our third, our last biggest loser is Billy because he just, he just left. He's gone. We kicked him out of here. I said, get out. 
your your takes are bad. You're not smiling. Fix your lighting. Get out of here. Well, what are your what are your thoughts on the winners and losers? And would you add anyone, team, organization, GM, player to that group? Yeah, I mean, I yeah, the Jets you know, stand out, yeah, especially if they get Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I really liked what they were kind of building with their last draft class. You know, they were starting to get competitive. They're starting to you know feel what it tastes like, and you know, to, to get Aaron Rodgers to go with some of those receivers in that offense, and you know, and then have the defense around it. I think that would be one of my biggest winners. And I, I mean, for winners, I also I have to pick IDP. I mean, we've had a, a big big week here. Um, as people are starting to recognize you know these impactful defensive players defensive players getting paid so idp is a, a big winner for me idp always stays steady winning all right um <laughs> it just doesn't get the attention it deserves for whatever reason uh, well we know we know why that is but we'll save that for that's a different podcast that's a premium podcast behind the paywall you know where we can, where we can speak freely um, i like it <laughs> all right well boys Girls, Bill, what, what? Any final words here? I don't really have much else to say. Free agency is not over yet. We're still rocking right. and rolling. Obviously, like I said, check out both podcast feeds. Thank you for coming on, Leo. Jump in the Discord. Leave us a comment. Interact with us. We'll answer your fucking questions. We don't, you know, we don't not interact with you. We don't think we're too good to help you. Uh, if you have a question, you have a comment, you like our stuff, we will intimately be involved in your success if you let us. So, join us. Billy, any final words? Leo, any final words before I send us I just, off? I'm just waiting for the big, the big surprising thing. Like whatever, like the big. I mean, maybe I guess Aaron Rodgers would have been shocking if somebody would have said that last year. But like, I just I'm waiting for like the weird trade that we don't see coming. Like the AJ Brown Tennessee to Eagles. Like that was surprising. Marquise Brown when he got traded to the Cardinals, what seemingly came out of nowhere. Like I'm, I'm waiting for one of those. Maybe it's Lamar. Like I don't know who it's going to be. That's like shocking, but like I'm, I'm waiting for one of those just to be something that we wouldn't see coming. Nice. What yeah, about I you, mean, Leo? Yeah, I mean, I'm still waiting for Bobby Wagner to come off the board. Drew Tranquil, you know, a couple of those guys, and then, then obviously I'm getting excited for the draft. I mean, that's always an exciting time, time of years. You know, some teams that's all they have to look forward to. So. <laughs> I know my Browns don't have any picks this year, but usually that's one of our highlights. So I was gonna say we're talking like spoken like a true Browns fan. <laughs> <laughs> it is our Super Bowl usually. Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, IDP Army, that is it from myself and the rest of the crew here. Be sure, like I said, subscribe to the podcast. If you want our premium rankings, join the channel membership. We will help you with your trades. We will help you with your rosters. We will help you win your leagues if you let us join the Discord. Link is in the bio. And until this week, we go back to you. Adieu. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones 
who get it done.